0: at LuckyLandSlots.com.
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus.
0: Terms and conditions. apply. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work.
1: Adam, has Aaron Rodgers been traded to the Broncos yet?
0: Nope. We're still still sitting here not uh, hearing about it. But we knew that's where we were, right? I, just, I think I just told you. Uh, in fact, I know I just told you because we were talking about it. This is the doldrums of the Aaron Rodgers trade negotiation talks or whatever you want to call it. Doldrums meaning nothing's moving. There is no wind. We're just going to sit here with speculation and conjecture and uh, margarita, I guess. I don't know. Like, there's, there's nothing you can do at this point.
1: What is interesting is apparently on Adam Schefter's podcast that was recorded on Monday, He said the Packers have had their chance to make their case to Aaron Rodgers. And to date, at the time of this taping, midday Monday, nothing seems to have changed. So everything that we have said on previous podcasts about how he will not forget. Aaron Rodgers does not forget. He's like both of us. He is emotionally based. He is an emotionally based being. And he does not forget. It's
0: like an elephant. Exactly. I think he's afraid of mice.
1: Football. He might be.
0: Might be. It's okay if he is. That's no judgment here. I'm not judging.
1: So it, it just, as we have said, it, it really does seem like this is going to happen because Aaron Rodgers doesn't forget.
0: Yeah. You know what? And it's, it's difficult, like from the fan perspective, which is, was something that we always try and sort of bring our, our perspective of it. And we are lifelong fans. The thing that is, is most sort of difficult right now. It is just like I said, it's that we're at a time period in the NFL year, right? This is sort of the the NFL year is, is an entire year. That's just the way that it is. They have it set up so that, rather than being excited about NBA basketball games and major league baseball games sports center and is dropping the NFL schedule. Like it's the most important thing that's ever happened. And, and that's how they have it set up. But even in that case, you have a, a time frame here and that's where we are right now where there's very little going on and the news is just not, it's just not newsworthy. It's nothing that matters. And so you don't see any movement one way or the other and as fans we sit here and we get antsy and we start to speculate and we start to point fingers and you've still got all the and i'm going to steal the term you still got all the drew out there who are convinced that drew Locke is the guy moving forward and and you know if he is fantastic that's great for him and i hope it works out and if he's not i hope he finds success somewhere else i'm not going to get into the whole discussion about whether he can or he can't everybody knows where i stand on that but it is it's we're at a point now with this Aaron Rodgers news where we're just we're just sitting here and it's really difficult to r e l a x it's just not easy to do when you know that that one move for almost any franchise really but that one move for this Denver Broncos franchise takes it from a non-contending top 10 draft pick ending season to Potentially contending for a Super Bowl, it is Im- it is Im- it's immaculate how big the change is with just one player. Yeah, it really is. But QB wins aren't a thing. But I, I digress.
1: You put Aaron Rodgers on this team, it becomes an immediate, surefire Super Bowl contender. There is no debate about that. And I think that's why Aaron Rodgers probably finds the Denver Broncos so appealing. We've talked about what Rich Eisen has said that he's been told about how he's not scared about facing Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs twice a year. He actually wants to face Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs so that he can make them a wild card team. I want that on the Denver Broncos. And I love that mindset, but you wouldn't expect anything less from Aaron Rodgers as the reigning MVP and what i will be able to do is be patient because if the end result is Aaron Rodgers it ends 5 years of this bull crap it ends 5 years of being irrelevant of not being good of being boring of being a horrible football organization that ends the second aaron rodgers is traded from the green bay packers to the denver broncos and i don't care what George Payton and the Broncos have to send to green Bay, they better do it because you still have the pieces in place on offense. You still have the pieces on defense. You still have a head coach, which is a defensive minded coach that can lead this team to being right there with the Kansas city chiefs as a favorite in the AFC and for the super bowl.
0: Yeah. You make a a great point there. And, and just to kind of, Recap a little bit with the Vic Fangio stuff. He he actually has this defense at a point where they almost won a couple of games. Almost, right? We'll put that in quotes. They they can they challenged the Chiefs. their defense, the Denver Broncos defense, was able to challenge that Chiefs offense multiple times with bad quarterback play, because the defense was was what put them in the game. Was what made it possible. And now you throw Aaron Rodgers on top of that and you know what happens there. You know that that is sort of going to make the huge difference that you want it to make. And the the other thing that you have to say here that's really kind of important about that, I said we're kind of in that speculation zone as well. We sit here and the doldrum's not moving. You're speculating about what it will take and you, you mentioned it. And we've we talked about this a few months ago. We talked about this with Deshaun Watson and I know Deshaun Watson is a, you say that name and everybody goes, Oh no, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that either, but I will bring up the fact that you and I and many, many others in Broncos country have said, and will continue to say whatever it takes. You just got done saying it. So if we were willing to say that for Deshaun Watson, I made the joke. uh, I would give the Houston Texans all of the parking lot money from the Denver Broncos as part of the deal to bring in Deshaun Watson. I will I will do the same thing for the Green Bay Packers and more for Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers because it it, it makes the most sense. And I know there are people out there that say you're you're going to trade your future for 5 years of a Hall of Fame quarterback at the end of his career. Yeah, yeah, I am. I just watched it work with Peyton Manning, and it culminated in two appearances in a Super Bowl and one Super Bowl win. I just watched Tom Brady at the end of his career go down to Tampa Bay and win a Super Bowl because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yes, yes, sign me up. Sign all of us up. And if you're not willing to do that, if you're still out there touting Tim Tebow and saying that the Broncos did him dirty because they brought in Peyton Manning, then, then what were you doing during the Peyton Manning era? Were you cheering or were you walking around sad because Tim Tebow was gone? It's the same thing here. Are you going to walk around sad because Drew Locke is gone because they brought in Aaron Rodgers if that's what happens? Or are you going to cheer for Aaron Rodgers and be excited when they win a Super Bowl? That's the, the second one, unless you're just you're not a fan of the team, but you're a fan of the player. And if you're a fan of the player, great, go do that. I'm a fan of a lot of different players, but I root for the Denver Broncos. And this is a move that makes the Denver Broncos a Super Bowl contender, just like you said. So, of course, just like we said with Deshaun Watson, when it was possible that he was going to be available, whatever it takes. You want Bradley Chubb? Here, you can have him. You want me to throw in Jerry Judy? Go for it. You want Noah Fant? I think we can make that work. Whatever it takes to get a franchise quarterback so that you can actually win games.
1: And we've mentioned this as as was the case with Deshaun Watson. In terms of first-round picks, they're going to be at the end of the first round anyway. You're not going to be picking, like we have said, if, if if it's an NBA draft pick. It's not going to be a lottery pick. It's going to be at the end of the first round, so it's going to be a glorified second-round pick.
0: I love that. I love when you say that because it's so perfect.
1: And, all, and you mentioned the, the parking. I'll throw in concession revenue.
0: How about that? Done. Absolutely. All that All that beer money, the Bud Light money. Or Coors Light. Is that Coors well, Light? I think they sell more Bud Light than Coors Light. You know, the the, the phenomenon of Coors to me, and I'll give you here. sidebar tangent. Here we go. I live in the Midwest. I live in Chicago, outside of. And the people who I've come to know out here have told me many a story about in the 70s, you couldn't get Coors past the Mississippi. So they would drive to Colorado, load their trunks up with Coors or Coors Light, whichever one they could get. Usually it was Coors in the 70s. And then they'd drive back to Chicago and they'd sell that Coors to their friends. People out here love Coors. I'm from Colorado. I don't love Coors. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. horrible beer. It's just not good beer. I don't like it. It's not my thing, but it is fascinating to me how much people in this region love Coors because they couldn't get it in the seventies. So they would drive a thousand miles to pick it up in golden and then bring it back and sell it to their friends. Insanity to me. I think I also illegal, right?
1: Miles for Coors. I, <laughs> I mean, there might, there might be a lot of people who don't like that. Coors is horrible. It's beer. not
0: my thing. It's not my, and you know, I was at a baseball tournament for my son's baseball team. And one of the coaches brought a big cooler of Coors that we were all drinking Coors. And I was, standing there with a Coors Light in my hand, and I was standing there with that Coors Light for a long time because it's just, I couldn't do it. That's what it's like,
1: been watching the Broncos with quarterbacks the last five
0: years. Nicely done.
1: And I I just, the the thought of Aaron Rodgers on this team is so much fun. And this is what's interesting. Rich Eisen had Dan Patrick on his show on Tuesday, and Dan Patrick brought up a great point. The Green Bay Packers probably thought Aaron Rodgers was at the end of his career when they drafted Jordan Love. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers came out and won the MVP threw a huge wrench in that whole plan. They had no, there's no way they expected Aaron Rodgers to come out and have the season in 2020 that he did after they just drafted Jordan Love in the first round. I think that's a very astute point by Dan Patrick.
0: Yeah, it makes perfect sense, too. And they kind of did the same thing with Brett Favre. Now, I, I will say this for the Packers. They have had success and luck the last couple of times they've done this, right? The Well, the last time they did this, when they did this with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and they drafted Aaron Rodgers, and they sat Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre and said, go learn how to be a quarterback. Brett Favre played for a few more seasons threatened to retire over and over and over and over again until eventually he worked his own way out of green Bay and ended up with the jets and then the Vikings. And then he finally retired on right? unflattering picks with yes. his phone. Probably shouldn't have probably should. No one should have given that guy a, a a phone that had a camera on it. Right. The the early days of the camera phone was a bad idea for Brett Favre. There's no doubt about that, but the, I think the Packers probably feel like, and I know it's probably different GMs and different You know, there's a different office feel and whatnot, but they probably feel the same way about what they've done this time. They went out and got their guy. They went out and they drafted a guy in the first round, believing that he would be the replacement for Aaron Rodgers. Now's your time, Jordan Love. I say, go get it. Get some. Enjoy. I would... I would love it if the Broncos played the Packers in the Super Bowl and it was Aaron Rodgers versus Jordan Love. That'd be great because it would mean that the Broncos got Aaron Rodgers in a trade from the Green Bay Packers. But it does, it does sort of show that the Packers are willing to make this move. The Packers are willing to move on from a Hall of Fame quarterback if they think that it's time. And Dan Patrick's observation is a really good one. They probably thought it was time and then were proven wrong And now they don't know what to do. They're standing there with their first round pick in their hand and they have no idea. They have no idea what to do with him. And all I can say is you you either are going to double down on Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't want to be there anyway, or you're going to move on to Jordan Love and and hope and pray that it all works out.
1: What's fascinating about all this, when I interviewed Johnny Avello, who's the director of operations for DraftKings. I interviewed him last week about Aaron Rodgers and what it would do to the Broncos' odds because he's obviously in the sports betting business. He's a bookmaker, so he sets the odds. He made an interesting point to me, and I want to ask you your opinion on it. He said a move for Aaron Rodgers by the Broncos right now would shift the NFL in a more direct and bigger way than Peyton Manning signing in Denver when he did in 2012.
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, he's, he's more of an expert on those things than I am. I, I will give him credit on that. The thing that I, I find sort of interesting about the comparison is the different place that those, that those two players were in those two hall of fame quarterbacks, Peyton Manning was a much bigger risk for the Denver Broncos. We, we don't think about it now, but if you remember, and you think back to the courtship of Peyton Manning, you were essentially trying to convince a guy who you didn't even know if he could feel his fingers and you wanted him to come in and be quarterback of the Denver Broncos. That that to me was, that was a roll of the dice that is far greater a risk than going and trading for Aaron Rodgers, who just went out and proved that he's still in his prime. It's his late prime, but it's his prime. And he hadn't just sat out a year, whereas Peyton Manning had. So I, I think the shock wave is probably bigger if Aaron if they trade for Aaron Rodgers because that's a huge thing for the Packers to sort of acquiesce to, and and I think I get that side of it. As far as the risk factor goes, what what the Denver Broncos did with with going out and signing Peyton Manning again a far different approach as well because it's not a trade you're signing a guy, but what the, what they did there was they rolled the dice on a guy and then they also got rid of Tim Tebow, who had sort of brought life back to the franchise. And you, you just heard me say something nice about Tim Tebow, mark it down. He did bring some excitement. That 2011 season was insane. It was the, the most insane eight and eight Jeff Fisher season I've ever seen. Cause well, I guess it wasn't seven and nine. So I apologize to Tim Tebow. He's not as bad as Jeff Fisher, but it does sort of, it, it, they' I wouldn't call them parallels and I wouldn't say they're mirror images of each other, but there are a lot of similarities. I couldn't I think, think of shapes that you would call so they're not congruent.
1: I, I think the reason that I agree with Johnny is because of what it does to the to the makeup of the AFC and the Super Bowl like the Broncos aren't a contender right now. The Broncos were in the playoffs with Tim Tebow. Like they they upset the Pittsburgh Steelers and then they went into Foxborough and got blown out by Tom Brady and the Patriots, but they were a playoff team. They had a great defense, so they were already a playoff team. This team is not a contender without a quarterback. And you take and and the reason I think he said it is because of what it does to Green Bay. Green Bay is a favorite now, like they have bigger, better odds, obviously, than the Broncos do. And we've touched on this about how the mere rumor of Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos dramatically shifted the Broncos odds. And that hasn't changed. They've dipped a little bit, especially at FanDuel and DraftKings. They they were as high as plus seventeen hundred at both of them. And now they're around twenty four to twenty five hundred. But they're staying put. Before the rumor, they were plus 6,000, so
0: 60 to 1. I got my money in it plus 3,000. I was a little behind you on that, so it's hard not to gamble on it.
1: So if you take Aaron Rodgers away from the Packers, I think that's why he's talking about such a dramatic shift because right now they're plus 1,700, so 17 to 1. He told me without Aaron Rodgers, they dropped to 75 to 1. That's That's a a dramatic shift. I mean, that's 7,500 odds. That's crazy, but it's all because of Aaron Rodgers. And he said, Do you trust Jordan Love to lead you to a Super Bowl? Probably not.
0: No, in fact, what it does for the Packers is it shifts their franchise, it shifts them down a few years. Like, if nothing else, you know that for two or three seasons, the Packers are not going to be a contender. It actually upsets the balance of the NFC north because now the bears yeah, are more absolutely. the bears are pretty much the favorite in that unless you believe in jared goff and the lions actually
1: johnny avella or the vikings, the vikings be the yeah,
0: or the vikings but do you believe in kirk cousins because i don't i mean i believe he exists i think he's a real person but i don't think he's i i just i don't buy into the kirk cousins stuff i think he's a great fantasy quarterback right you own him on your fantasy team because he's going to throw for a lot of yards and a few touchdowns but they're going to win any games because of him and I think that that's that's sort of what you're going to get is you're going to get an NFC North in chaos, and actually probably the Vikings end up on top just because the Bears have a rookie quarterback. And what was and, funny? And Andy is, Dalton's their QB one, I guess. I don't know. What was funny
1: is is Johnny said that the Packers would still be ahead of the Lions.
0: I can see that. I, it's I mean the Lions are just a, a bad franchise. I, somebody say they're a poor but they got franchise. The dude
1: is their head coach.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, eventually he'll figure it out, you know the, the, you the see PC bro to have a
1: real lion at practice.
0: I, I just, you know, some of those things, I just don't get it. That's like the Jack Del Rio. I'm, I showed, you know, animal attack videos to pump up my defense. Like, it's like, I, I get it that you want to be one of those rah-rah guys, but these are professionals. Uh, I mean, at a certain point, we're talking about adults who, they'll watch the video and they'll be like, well, oh, there's a lion at practice or whatever, but it's not going to change what they do on the field. Like that's just, it, that's just, that is, it's just, that's, that's Jack Del Rio, you know, showing animal attack videos. Like, oh, let's see what happens with that. Nothing. It doesn't help. It doesn't help Jack figure it out.
1: Yeah. I like it. I, I just let her. Can play there Thank in you. terms? There's another thing that was brought up that I wanted to ask you about from my interview with Johnny Avello. And this is a story that's at playcolorado.com where I talk about what the the shift and what a trade for Aaron Rodgers would do to the Broncos, but also the NFL. The other interesting thing that Johnny told me is that it wouldn't put the Broncos above the Chiefs, Bills, or Ravens, but would put them above the Browns. Yeah,
0: I I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that. Um, Not not because I think that it it, – I don't – I don't buy into the bills as much. I'm still not a a Josh Allen believer yet. I believe he's good, but, but how good is he? Um, Did is, is the season that he had just, just in just last year in 2020, is that an outlier season with the exponential improvement that he had? Or is that really who he is? And he just needed a couple of years to figure it out. I think 2021 for Josh Allen will be a telling season where you will really get to know whether or not he is one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, whether he's legit or not. Uh, I also think sort of the same thing about Lamar Jackson, who I really like and wanted the Denver Broncos to draft and still think is a phenomenal quarterback, but there is some question there with him as well. Sort of similar to Josh Allen, not that his improvement was exponential or an outlier, just that what is his ceiling actually going to be? And has he, reached his potential how much more is he going to improve I, I just think that there's a lot of questions around two of the quarterbacks on two of those teams that are very good teams and so to me you throw aaron Rodgers in the mix with the denver broncos aaron Rodgers is a proven commodity is a known like not just one good season you're talking about multiple seasons a super bowl championship nfc championship games that didn't win The you know lots of Lots of experience that you can look to and go, okay. this is a guy who has proven it time and time and time again. He's been in big games. He's won big games. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson haven't done that yet. That doesn't mean that they won't. And I'm not saying that they're they're not going to improve to the point where they're going to be, you know, top five QBs in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is a top two or three quarterback in the NFL. And again, I go back to this. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything in the NFL, and I don't care if you're a QB wins guy or not a QB wins guy. Your team doesn't win without good quarterback play. Whether you want to count wins for quarterbacks or not doesn't matter. That's just the truth. So to me, I think it actually bumps Denver above everybody except Kansas City because of – the it's it's Aaron Rodgers. Because it's Aaron Rodgers, and that's just – that's my take on it. But again, Johnny probably knows more than I do. And I should probably just, you know, settle down here a little bit.
1: I, I agree with you. I think it puts them right behind the Chiefs. I think the only teams that would be above them in terms of the Super Bowl, not just the AFC, would be Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Because I think the Broncos have the defense right now that is a Super Bowl defense especially with Von Miller coming back. And I think that's one of the things that's being overlooked by a lot of people is Von Miller is coming back. And based on everything that we've heard from people like Cecil Lammy, who was on a previous podcast, and we'll have him on so that we can talk about the draft and where the team stands in a couple of weeks. But he was a beast at training camp before he got hurt. And he's only going to be even more motivated now that he was hurt and missed a full season. Now you add Aaron Rodgers to that, I think one of the things that may get lost by some is the Broncos already had a defense that was slowing down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The only reason the Broncos haven't won is because the offense hasn't had a quarterback or an offense that could score points. I think if and the defense scoring. does what it has been doing and you add Aaron Rodgers to the equation, it's going to be able to score points and win those games. Exactly.
0: Exactly. There's that you're, you're, you're speaking my language and it's exactly right. The other thing it does, and this will hopefully segue us into the next sort of topic here. It changes the outlook of the schedule and we haven't had a chance to really go into the schedule. Uh, We took a week off last week. There wasn't a lot of news going on. We haven't really discussed any of the big games on the schedule. One, one thing that is notable is that the Denver Broncos don't have a Monday night football game for the first time in almost 30 years. And they only have one primetime game. And I think it's a Thursday night game, which kill me now. I, I, hate, I hate Thursday night games. They're the worst, but whatever. Maybe the NFL will figure that out and we can move on from Thursday night games at some point. But think about what I just said about the Denver Broncos, a team that has essentially fallen into this placement of irrelevancy where you don't need to see them because not only are they bad but they're boring right that was sort of the the thing i kept seeing on twitter it's not just that they're bad it's that they're boring and nobody wants to watch a boring team in prime time in fact maybe the most exciting game they played uh in prime time because they had a few primetime games was that jets game where i correctly predicted the score and was nostradamus on that and so and that was an exciting game and drew lock didn't even play so, you know, you had the classic pillow fight, right, which was a lot of fun, and the Broncos won, and, and I looked really good for about a week, and I really enjoyed that. played it up, and I'm playing it up now. So Aaron Rodgers on this team not just changes the face of the franchise, doesn't just change the results on the field, but also brings them back to a point of relevancy where you would see a lot of flexing, a lot of flexing of the Broncos into those primetime slots where – They currently do not sit because nobody cares about the Denver Broncos. And that right there to me speaks volumes. It speaks volumes about this team that when they put out a schedule, they said, oh, and the Broncos can play on Thursday night one time. That's fine. Like that was, that was whoa. And I think that's
1: why the schedule is going to be so interesting is because you can flex pretty much every game after week 12. And I, I think that, and if you look at the Packers schedule, the Packers are playing primetime games at that point in the season. So it would be interesting is if (laughs) the NFL flex, if the NFL and the networks that is flex those games and take green Bay off the primetime games and put Denver in them. But one interesting point that was brought up is I wonder if CBS or Fox would fight to have those games flexed.
0: That is a, that is an interesting point to make. I, I, I don't know. I don't really know the rules around flexing either because I know there's some, some basic rules where you can only flex certain games or whatever, and I don't know what they are. I just know that if I'm, if I'm a, pr- a primetime game and I can have Aaron Rodgers play in this primetime game and he's playing with the Denver Broncos and they're playing in a big game against uh, a, a playoff contending team and this is you know one of those – you want that game in primetime. The NFL wants that game in primetime. It changes what the NFL wants from the Denver Broncos right now, the NFL doesn't care what they get from the Denver Broncos because they don't win any games and it's not fun to watch. So Aaron Rodgers makes them not only win games, but makes them fun to watch. And now you want them in prime time. So it is going to to change the sort of the complexion of what the networks choose to do. If they are able to make this trade,
1: the game that stands out is the last game of the regular season. Kansas City at Denver.
0: You know, I wanted to point something out, and I'm glad you brought up the Kansas City stuff too because I was as, as I was looking at the schedule when I first pulled it up, the first thing I always look for is the bye week. Like, when is the bye week? And then the next thing I saw, just happened to see, was that they played the Chiefs to end the season. So let me ask you a question because I'm guessing you probably did something similar there. Did you immediately try and find when that second Chiefs game was and where it was?
1: Well, I always look if if they play the Chiefs in Kansas City in December because it's, that never they, they never do well. I think it would be interesting to see what would happen if Aaron Rodgers gets traded because I, I, he actually, I think the last time the Packers played in Kansas City, they won. Wasn't it that Sunday night game where he uh-huh. made that ridiculous
0: touchdown throw? Where yes. it's Like, how the hell did he do that? Exactly, yes. He and Mahomes were going back and forth with throws like that. I mean, I'm sorry, the NFL wants Aaron Rodgers in the AFC West because they want Rodgers Mahomes twice a year for the next five years. They want that. And if they don't want that, they're insane. But, yeah, I looked at that and said, oh, the Broncos are playing in Kansas City on December 5th, and then they play the Chiefs in January in Denver, uh, which that extra game, by the way, just makes the season feel so long. Like January 9th is the last day of this. It's, It's craziness to me that the 2021 season, like, Officially runs all the way into 2022. Gosh, we're getting old.
1: The other thing that stands out to me about the schedule is how it ends. They end with three divisional games
0: on the road twice and then at home to the Chiefs. Like that is, that is not an easy schedule. Uh, legitimately, not an easy schedule just because they're division rivals and the Chargers have played them tough the last couple of years and. That Chargers game that they won might be the most exciting game they played, or at least the most exciting quarter that they played outside of that Jets game. So, uh, that to me is is, is a, a difficult stretch, and the complexion of it changes depending on who the quarterback is.
1: And as you mentioned with the bye, love the fact that it's a week 11 bye. The Absolutely. fact that it's basically right in the sweet spot, week 11 to week, week 8 to week 11 is usually where you want
0: your buy. And I think last year was like week four. It was like four. Way. Yeah, it was week four, and then there was the COVID stuff, and it was – and you had Kendall Hinton being your – is that Kendall Hinton? I get his name right. Yeah, Kendall yeah. Hinton, practice squad receiver. Nailed it. I was I started to think of Chris Hinton, who was traded for John Elway. If you remember, go back and watch that 30 for 30 Elway to Marino. Chris Hinton was traded to the Colts, and John Elway was brought into the, the Denver Broncos. But, yeah, Kendall Hinton eh, – eh. Yeah, that was a that was that was a difficult season and having an early bye week and then not being given, uh, you know, the extra time with the the COVID protocol stuff that 2020 was rough, not just because of how bad they were, because they were bad. So this will be interesting to see. You have the late bye week and then you have some big games after that. And they're they're only made bigger if Aaron Rodgers is on the Broncos and they're they're contending for a spot in the playoffs, p- potentially a shot at the AFC West title. And I feel like one thing we're doing with the schedule, and it's really kind of it's, it's easy to do because this is what you want to do, is we're speculating. And every single game you look at it and you go, well, if Rodgers is the quarterback, it's this. If Luck is the quarterback, it's this. Or Bridgewater, if you want to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Although my opinion is if you're starting Teddy Bridgewater, you're doing it wrong not because he wouldn't be better than drew Locke, he might be but how much better and why like
1: why like, this guy- if teddy bridgewater is starting that nah, druthers are not going to be happy because no. that means drew Locke has been horrible yes if drew locks or if, if teddy bridgewater starts that's the end of drew lock
0: we'll just start we'll just start looking to the the 2022 draft and start start hoping for some you know Hoping that some college quarterback comes out and, and looks like Trevor Lawrence. As I don't I don't think that's gonna happen, but you never know. You you never know. But it does sort of it changes the way we look at every game on this schedule. If if it's Aaron Rodgers, it's more than likely a win, in my opinion. If it's Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, it's not more than likely a win. It's probably you're taking the L on there. And that makes the season a lot less fun. So You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion
1: at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.